Hey everyone, it's Chris from Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars, accenting the T in little. Yeah, so for some reason, uh, <laughs> I don't know, this is random. You know, as we move through season three, I was thinking about this as I was making my dinner, which you might hear the beep of my oven. I think the audience is ahead of the liars a little bit in this season. Yes, there's some stuff that we don't know, but there's some things that I feel like the audience is ahead of the liars on and We've been spending some time having the liars catch up to us, kind of confirming our suspicions. So my hope is it'd be cool if we were on the same page with the liars. I wonder if the show will ever have the liars go past us and not show us maybe their cards. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm teasing it. Let's just get into it, right? Let's just talk about what's going on. Chris watches pretty little liars. Chris watches pretty little liars. Chris watches pretty little liars. So he can help you figure out who's A. Season 3, Episode 6. The Remains of the A. Clearly a spin on The Remains of the Day. Yeah, I looked up the novel and the plot. I actually haven't read the, the book I believe it's a movie too, right? Not really relevant. I think it's just a fun thing to say, the remains of the A. So, I don't know. Previously on, we were reminded that Garrett, his mom is in the hospital, the hoodie person was watching, Caleb and Hannah broke up, just in case you forgot. We were reminded that Jason gave uh, an award, a reward, I should say, $50,000. Hmm. Hmm. I don't want to look too meta into the previously on. It is interesting, though, that they showed us that. Based on the revelations later, Jenna driving Emily that night, uh, they found Emily's jacket at the church rummage sale. Uh, Laurel from Gilmore Girls uh, gave Aria a job. This whole note thing with April Rose. We cut to the hospital. I assume it's the same night because it looks like Spencer and Hannah are wearing the same clothes. I could be wrong. Hannah's looking for room 312. So we get a quick like, what are we doing here? And I think they can expose A. So the, the plan is to replace the note that Spencer saw last episode, the thing about April Rose, and do something else. Hannah's idea is to say, meet them at the church, the Rosewood Church, again, much like last week, tomorrow. So I think there's something tomorrow. Meet me at the sanctuary to to meet me, right? Spencer says something about Lucas. Again, Hannah denies it's Lucas. Cannot cannot imagine Lucas is a part of this. Anyway, she goes, what about Jenna? Hannah is ready to brawl. <laughs> so Hannah forges a note in a very similar handwriting about the sanctuary to meet me there, right? Hannah goes in. Spencer's on guard duty. Uh, she goes into uh, Garrett's mother's room. She puts the note where it should go. And then the mom starts uh, having some sort of, you know, medical issue. You hear blue team, blue team. And, you know, mom... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I don't know, but that happens. Uh, Hannah and Spencer run away. We don't see anybody see them. We're not sure, but they seem to get away. Cut to Ezra and Arya the next morning. It looks like uh, they're talking about Arya's first day at work. So I guess this is Monday. Monday morning. I don't know when Arya's supposed to work. She's supposed to go to school, right? Anyway, she's texting with Spencer, and it turns out Garrett's mom is stable, so that's good. And Arya says to Ezra, hey, what if I cancel today? And Ezra's like, on your first day of work? Probably not a good look. It's probably your last day of work. More jokes about money, which now I understand why they were doing that. Last episode, I thought it was another, hey, this could break them up, but I re- now I see what they were doing. Sneaky show. Ezra takes pictures with that camera he got Arya. Kind of weird. and Kind of like a weird, cute song. I guess this is supposed to be endearing. I found it a little unsettling. I don't know why, but there you go. Got to Spencer and Toby. Uh, similarly, Spencer is distracted as Toby quite literally babbles on about <laughs> nothing. Listen, I'm a Toby fan. Even I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, she's Googling April Rose, Pennsylvania, I guess, hedging her bets. This could be a person, could be a place, could be a flower, etc. 
Spencer gets a text from Hannah saying, Garrett's mom is back in the room, so the plan is back on. So I guess the idea is that as long as Garrett's mom is in her room, the A person, I guess, would get the fake note. Toby's feeling unattentioned. Is that a word? Unattentioned. So he says, I'll watch while you type. And he sits there staring at Spencer. And then they start smooching. Of course, door slams. In walks Dad. Toby's like, I gotta go. Dad says something passive aggressive. Asks about mom. Uh, Dad says mom's working. Time sensitive situation. Do they work at the same law firm? I'm starting to think that maybe both Hastings work at the same law firm. Anyway, Spencer pushes and sure enough, it's about Garrett's case. And Dad says, we're going to find out anyway. The physical evidence can't be retested. And it could be for various reasons. Spencer gets upset. Dad goes on to say, Mom's pushing to rule that evidence inadmissible, in which case the case will be dismissed. And Dad's like, says that very matter-of-factly. Cut to the brew, as we know, the brew. Emily and Hannah are having a chat. Uh, Emily's filled in on the note scam. And where did they get the location of the jacket? Oh, I forget who finds this out, but... Basically, Emily finds out the location where the jacket was. Oh, Hannah does. Hannah finds out who dropped it off, or I guess the, the drop box location of the jacket. And she says, tomorrow you and me are going to do this because tonight me and Spencer are doing our mission. But don't worry, Emily. Tomorrow you and I will go on jacket mission. And Riverside and State Street are the cross streets for this drop off box. So Emily's like, got it. I'm going to do it myself, <laughs> which we find out later she does. Spencer's outside and Jason saunters up. They have a chat. And uh, it's about Garrett. And Spencer says, I need your help to basically prove Garrett is guilty. And she says, do you know April Rose? And then we see Dad Hastings has been tailing Spencer, I guess. So he pulls up and he's just watching. Cut to the church. Hannah's just spending all sorts of time here at the church. A little Ted and Hannah moment. Uh, Hannah is getting pretty good with the uh, sorting of clothes. She sorts them by seasons. Uh, Some fun moments are had. Ted asks about her mom. Hey, where's, uh, where's Ashley at? And she's like, uh, I don't know, working? I don't know. And he tells her about a party at the church as a thank you to, I guess, the uh, recent drive they did. Uh, Hannah's like, oh, I didn't hear about that. And then she thinks about it. says, wait a minute, what? And he's like, yep, it's in the rec room. Oops. The super secret mission to discover A now has a party going on whilst the mission was supposed to happen. Oh, boy. Go back to Jason and Spencer. And I just, I'm just putting it together now. At the end of that scene where Spencer kind of reacts poorly to the news she calls somebody and realize she called jason to meet him anyway and then we get into the topic they're they're chatting there and dad's still watching talking about garrett ian and himself and the nit club and i do have to apologize to my listeners it's not that i didn't address this whole thing i didn't really understand it until this scene in season three what all that was about and maybe that was intentionally vague i don't know i didn't understand this until now and it's really upsetting and i'm sorry everybody for not giving this this due what the fuck so we found those videos at the end of season one right with the seeing the liars inside the room assuming jason kind of confirms this for sure that ian was the main videographer for lack of a better word right apparently there is multiple videos of multiple women i guess right and then jason says this was my idea now, he justifies it by saying, uh, you know, it's a weird space. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm a Jason fan. This is a pretty flimsy excuse for some really disgusting behavior. That said, they move past this really upsetting bit of information. Again, I didn't really pick up on that. I didn't pick on the scope. I pick up on the scope of this. Let, let me put it that way. Wow. Yeah. So there's that. So that took me a moment to, to intake this information. Then they're like, okay, 
That aside, huge, that aside, is April Rose potentially in one of these videos? And then Jason drops uh, the employee word, and Spencer's like, what? And he thought Ian was paying girls to set up their friends to be in these videos? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Dad's still watching. And Spencer's like, there's no one else in NIT club. And, and Jason's like, no, it's just Garrett, Ian, and myself. But he's like, there's no way Ian could have done all that solo. So he had to have had help that I didn't know about, basically. And then Jason says something even stranger, that he doesn't think Ian was filming this for himself, but filming for someone else. Which, I, 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 I don't... There's so much not said here that I still don't quite understand. But there's something really big. And really, I think, upsetting in this entire situation. But that aside, they're like, okay, we're going to focus on April Rose and trying to find who she is, right? So come back to Arya and Ezra, and Ezra's in the shower. And I forget why Arya goes into his drawer, but uh, she opens a drawer, and she finds a shit ton of cash. And not only does she find a shit ton of cash, but it's in this, like, plastic bag or covering or something. So there's socks, and buried under them is all this cash, right? Arya goes, I gotta run, and she literally runs away. Ezra pops out of the shower is like, are you going? And she's like, yep, kisses him and runs. Go back to the brew, Hannah and Spencer. Oh, it might not be the brew. I was like, wait a minute, is this the brew or a different eating place? Unconfirmed. More talk about April Rose, how she connected. Maybe she has a tape. I mean, one of these tapes that they found in Allie's storage locker. Like, like, well, maybe that's it. And then talking about Garrett and A's relation. Is Garrett in charge of A or is A in charge of Garrett? We'll chat about that. Arya runs in. Uh, everyone's hungry. They're like, let's order talk of the plan and even though it's gotten screwed up at this party which we later find out is called the thank you dance the plan is for spencer and hannah just to go to see who it is so a is going to show up at this sanctuary part of the church they're going to hide and they just want to see who it is they don't want to do any confronting hannah goes to the restroom i guess aria seems distracted and spencer's like what's wrong and aria in her way says what you know what would you, what was the reward amount from jason and uh, spencer's like oh it's fifty thousand dollars and Arya's like huh and would it be weird to have that much cash? And Spencer's like, yep. And Ari goes, oh, no. Ezra might be a bad person. And uh, we cut to Jason just doing some errands, I guess, after chatting with Spencer. Dan walks up and says, hey, leave Spencer out of this. Jason, uh, in his way, <laughs> Jason, in his way, confronts Dad and says basically no. And then Dad says something, you know, something about sad about you and your family and your sister. Jason twists the knife by saying, which sister are you talking about? And he runs away. Get to Hannah. Uh, Ashley's coming to pick her up at the church, and they're about ready to go. And uh, Ashley's like, "Hey, I want to say hi to Ted." And Hannah's like, "Ted's a goober." So I wrote in my notes, "Ted equals goober equals a," as we know. And Ashley lets it slip that she kind of has a sort of date with Ted at this party slash thank you dance. Hannah freaks out. This complicates the plan even further. She uses the excuse that it's embarrassing to be there with your mom. And she's like, "Mom's like, eh, it's no big deal." And then Hannah comes up with a very lame story. Something about Toby, bringing Toby with her, about some guy that was not taking the hint that Hannah's not interested. And more than one time in this episode, Mom is the first to say this. She says, does this have to do with Caleb? And she's like, no. Uh, but already I'm like, oh, man, their plan is totally wrecked already. Cut to Emily. Emily's on a solo mission, so apparently she did not want to wait for tomorrow. She goes to State Riverside to the uh, Dropbox. She's looking around, and she sees a diner called Sputnik's. Sputniks. And I have no other way to describe what we see as a viewer in this next instance. But the screen changes and we assume we're seeing a memory from Emily. It appears as though Emily time travels. I'm going to say that one more time just to be sure you don't think I'm being uh, funny or you didn't mishear me. 
it looks like Emily time travels because what she sees in the windows in this memory is a whole bunch of people dressed up as if they're from the 1940s. That is all. That is the only way I can describe what I saw. Truly a what the fuck moment for me. And then it fades back to modern day, whatever that means. And she's like, huh. We jump to Spencer's place, I believe. Hannah is trying to convince Spencer to bring Toby in on this. It is called the thank you dance. Hannah is kind of, you know, saying the plan's falling apart. And then uh, it seems Spencer is reluctant to bring in Toby, which makes sense. Uh, Spencer reveals maybe April is another cop uh, who helped Garrett. And then Wilden's name is brought up again as part of this somehow. And then the topic of Allison comes up again. And I don't know if it's been said out loud by them, but there is an acknowledgement how toxic Allison was. And Spencer does say, true, but I would not have met you without Allison. And so there's a little silver lining, I guess. And then Spencer goes, you know what? Toby's in. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's all it took, I guess. We cut to Sputnik, the diner. Emily's at the counter. And the waitress is like, more coffee, hon? And she's like, nope, no thank you. Emily gets a text from Hannah, me at the dance, etc. So Emily's in on this plan. Then she gets another memory flashback. This time, she's looking at like a placemat with a maze. She zooms to the past, recent past, not time travel. And it looks like she looks like her point of view looking at a completed maze written in her handwriting. I'm sorry I left you, right? I'm sorry I left you. And then there's someone sitting next to her who has, well, even at the time, I was like, it's not a tattoo. It looks like a stamp, right? It looks like some sort of snake or some sort of design on the inner part of his left wrist. And then uh, I thought it was an eye. It's either an eye or a snake. Anyway, and then fades back to uh, modern day. Come back to the Hastings household. No one locks their doors in this town. Sure enough, Spencer's inside. Jason knocks and just opens the door. So it's no surprise Emily uh, walks out at the beginning of season three here. We could do with locking some doors around here. Anyway, he's like, hey, I found April Rose. Guess what? Not a person, a place. Antique shop. Cut that a church. Uh, Toby and Hannah are at the dance. So we're here uh, jumping to nighttime. I just made a mental note. Oh, lots of dances and parties in season three so far. Is there going to be one every episode? So Toby's like, where's this dude I need to scare off? Hannah points to a corner where four stereotypically nerdy guys are like, meh, 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 meh. Toby gives his best, I'm going to punch you face. I think they all poop their pants. And then we have Ted and Ashley walk up, introducing themselves to Toby and Hannah. And Ted's like, oh, and Hannah's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're just friends, just friends, just friends. Although I got to say, Toby and Hannah next to each other. Not mad at it. I don't think they would gel as a couple, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Ashley goes on to make some jokes about booze, and Ted's like, there's no booze here, it's church. And then she makes a Jesus joke, which is funny in hindsight. Uh, Ted laughs at it, LOL. And then she makes a root beer joke, and he's like, we got that. And then they all see Wilden, creepy detective, walking in to the thank you dance. If I were to do a parody of Pretty Little Liars, one of the things I would have to do is include a shop with very creepy employees. Sure enough, the April Rose antique shop does not disappoint. Uh, Spencer and Jason walk in. They're looking at some letter openers that could be knives. They look up and a woman listening to headphones, uh, rocking in place, completely ignoring them. And they go, oh. Uh, and then an older gentleman comes out and says, oh, how can I help you? Um, and um, Jason, this is also the episode of Very Lame Excuses. He has a very terrible thing he's saying. We're here to pick up something from someone. Do you have anything? And then the guy's like, we have all sorts of stuff in here like this. Jason, not your best line. Uh, Spencer starts to walk around, and she sees a ne uh, necklace on an arm. Keep that in mind, E. Actually, it's on the person's arm, so it'd be an armless? An armless? An ar armlet? We got a flashback, which we haven't had in a while. Another time travel. Uh, Allison and Spencer 
Apparently, I think they're in Spencer's room. And we see that same let on Allison's ankle. Hence the word anklet. And Spencer's like, oh, that's really nice. Where'd you get, who, who gave that to you? Someone special? Some, one of your boyfriends? And Allison says, just a friend with a little twinkle in her eye. Uh, cut back to modern times. Spencer takes the necklace very carefully off the arm. Sorry, anklet off the arm in the antique shop. We get a part two of our flashback. Apparently, Allison's going to ditch Spencer. It sounds like what's, what Allison does is she probably tells everybody, hey, I'm going to go hang out at Spencer's tonight. She goes to a friend's house, and then she uses that as her cover to do what she does. Spencer's annoyed. And Allison's like, hey, well, we get to make out with frat boys on futons. And so she leaves, and Spencer's like, who's picking you up? Allison says, you don't know her. Go back to the present. Jason's like, are you sure this is it? There's a lot of sirens going on outside right now. I'm so sorry, everyone. I think we have a police situation. Anyway, he's like, are you sure this is the, this is it? And she's like, I'm sure. Shop owner goes, oh, I don't know what that, what that is. There's no code, no tag, not for sale. Jason's like, hundred bucks, 200 bucks, about $400. And finally the guy's like, dig it. A very carefully, Spencer takes the anklet and they leave. Cut to uh, Hannah at the party. We see Toby's there. Wilden is looking around. Toby seems annoyed for some reason. Well, I actually, I realized later why he's annoyed. So eventually, uh, He's like, do you want to dance, Hannah? And she's like, no. And he's like, he looks so annoyed. And she's like, okay, we'll dance. Uh, cut to Ted and Ashley. They make plans to go on a date uh, next Sunday. And this is where Ashley discovers, as do I, that to- Ted is busy every Sunday. So he, so he can't go on a date next Sunday. Uh, he drops the bomb. Hey, I'm the pastor here. Pastor Ted. Ashley does not react well. She, uh, she kind of, uh, yeah, she does not react well to that. Cut back to Toby and Hannah. He's like, why am I here? Hannah, you know, he says it has to do with Caleb, and she says, in a way, which is technically not a lie. While they're dancing, uh, Ashley flags down her daughter and says, get over here. Hannah runs away. Toby calls Spencer, gets her voicemail, and says, can you call me? You need to tell me why you and Hannah lied to me. Uh, Hannah and Ashley having a chat. We do a lot of stuff here in the church. Uh, Hannah's also surprised Ted's the pastor. She's kind of laughing about it, and Ashley's like, you have no idea. I made all these jokes about booze and Jesus and... My, I'm showing cleavage. And she says something interesting. She says, I'm no angel. And basically Hannah's like, relax. Clear you're into him. I think he's into you. But Ashley is a little taken aback by this news. Emily shows up. I was so surprised. Audience. Holden, of all people, is at this dance. Uh, he offers her a cupcake. Another memory flash. She, she, she has like a little thing on his inner wrist. And sure enough, she's back at Sputnik. She sees the uh, same wrist and the same thing on someone's wrist. Cut back to the present. She's like, what is that? And he's like, it's not a tattoo. It's like a stamp. It's for a club slash party that Maya would go there a lot. Isn't that weird? What the hell is that? I don't know. And then I put Holden no with like 18 O's. Because here's the thing I want to point out really quick. They put on suspicious music. The show did, right? They should put on the music like, I should not trust Holden right now. I don't think I can trust the music anymore. Because I think a lot of things in this episode are distractions. I think the cash in Ezra's place, Holden here at the party, I think is to distract me. Distract me as an investigator, and I'm not going to fall for it. I refuse to believe Holden had anything to do with what happened to Emily that night. And if he did, what he would have told her right then and there if he was. So I hope to God Holden don't let me down. Ashley re-enters the party, and she says to Ted, hey, want to dance? He is kind of a goober. He says some really lame things about Charleston. I don't know. Some, some. He is a goober. Wilden, of course, walks up, acting all weird. Ted says, oh, you know each other. And Ashley says, oh, from the Allison De Laurentiis case. 
And Wilden's like, oh, we'll cross paths again. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, totally, totally ruining the moment for her. And Ted, he walks away. Ashley doesn't feel good about this whole situation, and so she leaves. And Ted's going to walk her to her car. We cut to Spencer outside the police station, uh, listening to Toby's voicemail. She is sad. Uh, Jason walks up, and apparently they dropped the necklace off at the station. Look at that. We finally, we're not holding on to it and hiding it in our lockers at school. Spencer wants to see the letters that told Jason that her dad and his mom were his parents. And he's like, you don't want to see this. And Spencer makes the observation that she goes, it's so interesting that the reason you don't want me to see these letters is the reason Allison would want me to see these letters. And I haven't quite figured it out yet, but there's something, there's something telling about that comment and something about Jason's reaction to that. I don't know what it is. Something about layers to Allison. I don't know. There's something there. Anyway, go back to the church. Uh, Hannah and Emily, we get a recap. Emily tells Hannah about the Holden conversation, how weird it was. And they notice the door is ajar to the sanctuary. So Hannah's like, okay, plan's still on. Emily, wait by the side door. I'm going to go in. So Hannah goes inside the sanctuary. We see some sh- shoes, and right away, I'm like, this is Wilden. And sure enough, he finds Hannah. She stands up. He says, hey, I found this note at the hospital. The nurses gave it to me. How he knows she wrote it, I don't know. I guess he just went here, right? Hannah, of course, denies, denies, denies. And he says something interesting, which confirms what I thought last season. He says, why are you helping him? He says, you did all this finger pointing at Ian. He thinks they're working with Garrett. And then Hannah runs away. So if I wasn't sure before, unless this is a huge, huge subterfuge, Team Wilden is not Team Garrett. And I'm going to make a predict. I'm going to make a theory about this at the end of our episode here. Uh, cut to Arya and Ezra. Ezra's acting weird. Arya's acting weird. And Arya had a bad day at work. She talks about a really bad day, and she says she was distracted because Arya confronts him. She says, "I found all that cash." Talk about an episode of Bad Lies. Ezra has some lame story about selling a car. The person didn't want to pay in. The person wanted paying cash to avoid tax stuff. Um, and then they go back to watching a movie. And then he looks to the dresser. Again, spooky music. As he looks at the dresser, like, oh, she almost figured out what I did. And then a uh, movie quote, the person in the movie as they hit play says, when you stand by someone, you stand by them no matter what, even with their faults. So the show is trying to make me, Chris, think the person who called Jason to give the tip is Ezra, and that cash is the $50,000. Do I think that's true? No idea. Come back to the Hastings, Dad and Spencer. Uh, Spencer asks for Mom again. Dad says she's working, clearly not booked. Mom's not booked for this episode. And Dad says, hey, uh, well, I got some news for you. I found out, I know, that you and Jason dropped off that anklet. They've been looking for that for two years. So I don't know how Dad knew all this, but he does. And guess what, folks? The blood on the anklet is Allison's blood and someone else's blood. Definitely, though, not Garrett's. Case is thrown out. Spencer melts down. She uh, she runs away, runs upstairs. Dad's kind of like, huh? And she screams into a pillow. She, uh, yeah, it's a very sad moment. I think part of it is Spencer's like, it's still not over. We're still, still doing this. I guess she thought it would be done. And then, weirdly, she gets an A text kind of late. It says, hey, Spence, I have one more surprise for you. Garrett is in there, killer-A. Well, she just found that out. So, yeah, I don't know. post credit scene, uh, they're eating a bowl of uh, Fruit Loops, it looks like, and they're reading a newspaper about Garrett, charges dismissed, and they circle a want ad for room for rent in Rosewood. Mancia of Castillo is the uh, place. I don't know what that means. And then you see them starting to call a phone number. 
starting with the zero, seven zero, which is, I don't know what that is, but so what do we think folks? Well, so going back to season one, episode one, I think, I think I said at the time, if Allison is not dead, how would one do that? Or why would one do that? And if you remember at the time, I thought Wilden and or the FBI might have been involved in putting Allison in witness protection. I'm not saying Wilden is a good person. He has a lot of shady stuff he's, he does. That said, I think a team led by Allison De Laurentiis has Wilden as one of her employees. Because I think keeping her safe from whomever is still after her, because I think they know she's not dead, especially now, since they went into the grave, I think our anti-A is now certain that Allison's faked her death. Okay, all the stuff with the bracelet, Garrett's not the killer, etc. Is Allison trying to help her liar friends find the real source of the danger? Only when that threat is neutralized will Allison reveal herself. So, as long as we're playing with all this, there will be no Allison is not dead reveal. So I'm predicting, or I guess my theory is, this will get resolved at some point, but we'll still have our A situation, right? Whatever that means. I still think we know Jenna set up Garrett. So Jenna was part of an A faction and cut him out. So if anything, Jason helped his old friend Garrett. We still have to deal with this club situation, which I'm not even sure the show has really dealt with because I really understood that this episode. Do I think Holden is part of A? I do not. I know I'm going to regret saying that, but I don't think he is. Do I think Ezra got the 50k cash from giving a tip to Jason? I don't think so. As much as I'd like to see the Ezra and Arya stuff stop, it's not clear to me what any connection he has to any of this yet. I can't explain Emily's time traveling yet. That one I'm just going to let play out. I don't have no idea what's going on with that. That was the other part of my theory. I think the person that went into Garrett's mother's room and left that note on Garrett's mother was not Garrett. I think we could even be that critical and check the handwriting. The Garrett note is legit. The note slipped under Garrett's mother. The original note was meant for either Wilden or the liars who found it. Either way, they're going to the anklet. Just so happens that Wilden got the fake note and figured it out. So again, I think that's Allison. Whether it's Allison or one of her employees, that was meant to clear Garrett. Because Garrett, many faults, do not get me wrong, he is not the one responsible for all this. He might have been involved in the cover-up. But I think, again, for Allison to come to the world of the living, say, ha-ha, I wasn't dead. Whomever is responsible for this, the liars need to figure out who they are, and they need to be put in prison. And until that time comes, it's not safe for Allison to undo her big fake death. And I think they have to explain. <laughs> I'm talking about it. They, they're going to have to explain whomever helped her with this, why they did it, especially if it's Wilden. They have to figure that part of this out. I think that's it. I can't think of anything else. I thought I had another theory to uh, to discuss, but I, I can't think of it. I've been Chris. Instagram at McGooks. Twitter at McGooks. Twitch. Mac to the gal. Uh, you know all that already, right? Okay, I've said way too much. Okay.